What a year. 2019 has not been a good one for New Zealand. I was trying to fit in a list of the events that have rocked my home country and realised that I couldn't. There have been too many for one paragraph and two. It felt like I was rushing through a remembrance roll call. That would be disrespectful. The March 15 mosque massacre that saw 51 shot and killed and 49 injured, many of whom will suffer the effects of that day for the rest of their lives, shook New Zealand to its core. There is no understanding for how one man could carry out such wanton carnage on innocent children, women and men. The two cops that rammed their vehicle into the terrorists and brought the horror to an end were revealed this week as Senior Constable Jim Manning and Senior Constable Scott Carmody. Their quick actions stopped the shooter from killing any more people. His trial is in process and will be ongoing next year. Grace Mullane's killer, whose name is in the newspapers overseas, but suppressed in New Zealand, has yet to be sentenced. He was found guilty of murder and not manslaughter for killing Grace. The 21-year-old's death touched a nerve with New Zealanders. She could have been anyone's daughter, niece, or any one of us that has travelled abroad on the big O.E. We felt responsible for her because she was killed here. The awful victim shaming that she and her family suffered throughout the trial was disgusting. Her memory was treated shabbily by the defendant's lawyers who tried to make her share some of the blame for having been killed. It's just as well the jury saw things differently. The killer will face sentencing for murder in the new year. The two killers aforementioned share a similar narcissistic trait. They see themselves as superior to those that they killed. I couldn't think of two men more deserving of imprisonment. Hopefully they both receive long sentences. We don't have the death penalty. As the name suggests, Aotearoa, the land of the long white cloud, has a high volume of rainfall. With low flatlands, steep hills and high mountains, like the Southern Alps, there is a long history of heavy flooding across the country. 
it's not a case of if, but when and where, and for how long. With flooding, you can be sure of one thing. It is going to happen. This year, the South Island got the lion's share of it. March saw the Whitehall Bridge at Franz Joseph swept away when torrential rain flooded the river. Multiple slips and flooding saw roads closed on the west coast. Households were evacuated and there was one fatality. The landfill at Fox River spilled out and rubbish was strewn along the banks of the rivers into the rivers and streams. It took the dedication of a few locals to raise the issue of who was responsible for the problem that it was causing the environment. The public got involved once the media reported it. It was too big an issue for the local council, but after months of publicity, then loads of volunteers went to assist with the massive clean-up. However, it wasn't until the government put some money into it and enlisted the aid of the army that the tons of rubbish were finally cleared away just in time for the next lot of flooding. The Rangitata River flood in South Canterbury this past week caused a nightmare for farmers, many of whom have had their farms completely covered by water. Milk tankers have been delayed by the closed roads and dairy farmers have not been able to get their cows into the milking shed. The government has offered some assistance, but with whole paddocks of farmland under water, farmers need more practical help. Local communities are rallying and people have offered assistance. Farmers have been wading through deep water to move their animals to safety. Some have had to evacuate. With the flooding of the Rangitata River, several major arterial routes have been closed. Travel from one side of the South Island to the other has been impossible. Long queues of vehicles have been stuck with the closures along State Highway 6 from Haas to Franz Josef and Fox Glacier. Flooding in Timaru, Geraldine and Ashburton has caused havoc on the townships. ATMs and FPOS machines were not working. Local people, businesses and groups banded together to offer the stranded tourists a place to stay and meals. In years to come, these tourists might be able to look back on this time when they were forced to extend their stay 
as one when the hospitality of New Zealanders helped to make their time more pleasant. After four days of being closed, the roads were finally opened, but the issue of major flooding that occurs every year has not been dealt with. Widespread flooding and multiple slips are too big of a problem for small towns to cope with, and the government will need to fund any upgrade of infrastructure or repairs as they are required. 115 houses were evacuated at the height of the flooding. And then there was the eruption of Hakari, White Island, this week. The rescue of people that could be saved was the priority of first responders on Monday. They did an amazing job of rescuing as many as they did. Despite the danger of the gaseous atmosphere, the burning ash, and rocks that were falling. Six were confirmed dead, nine missing and presumed dead on the island, and thirty are in hospital. The horrific burns suffered by those that took the guided tour has yet to be eased. Skin grafts have been flown in from the US as New Zealand does not have sufficient for what is needed. The families of the injured have flown in, and Air New Zealand, hotels, the police and the government have made themselves available to help in whatever way they can. It is too soon to speak of healing yet. Some of those in hospital have 80 and 90% of their body covered in burns. We wish them God's speed and healing. Apparently their burns were so horrific that first responders and medical staff that tended them have needed counselling. It's hard not to feel for the families, those that travelled from abroad and the locals that have family members missing. Of course everyone has questions and they want answers, even the experts. It's the unpredictable nature of the volcanic beast that makes it difficult for anyone to give a definitive reply to every query. The police have not helped with the way that they stonewalled in defence of their actions. That is not polite or reassuring. The press, the families, the international community, the government of each country that has a citizen stuck in our hospitals and morgues, deserve an answer. Even if it is that we do not know yet, we will endeavour to find a way to answer as soon as we can. 
perhaps we need to invite the expertise of others that have more experience in these matters. That includes opening up the conversation, being transparent about the issues for retrieving the bodies of loved ones from the island. Keeping those channels of communication open helps to settle people's minds and hearts and lets them know that they've been heard. The countries of those involved in Monday's tragedy want the best for their people and we have not been that for them thus far. I wrote something this afternoon that says much about this time in New Zealand. Is last week the lens through which you view the rest of your life? Yes. Right now for what is happening in Aotearoa, New Zealand, I have to say, yes. <laughs>